the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hey, hey, my friends. I'm so excited. I can hardly contain myself. Just came back from Washington, D.C., and any uh, anxieties I had about this nation and this government have been allayed when I realized the prayer support that is going behind uh, all these uh, different government officials and these different uh, church leading officials and uh, educators and things like that. I, I'm saying to myself, because of God's stirring his people to intervene, there's hope. And today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about the diagnosis of a prayer. And if you're a prayer warrior, my listening friend, you are in the right place at the right time because this entire two hours, we're going to be talking about the value of prayer, but not only about the value, but we're going to show it to you and how it looks and how you can participate in it as well. Uh, Over this two-hour period of time, I have two guest hosts One is Summer Ingram, and she is actually our Washington, D.C. correspondent. It's the very first time we've had a chance to introduce her with the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, and uh, she'll be with us in the first hour. Are you there, uh, Summer Ingram? I'm here. (laughs) Very good. But there's also a friend of yours that we have in the second hour. Her name is Dran Reese of the uh, Salt and Light Council, and I, I thought, thought it would be good to uh, have her handy in case you're, you're calling live from Washington, D.C., and I thought it would be fun to have her in here give color commentary periodically. How are you doing, Dran? Oh, I'm doing great, and it's good to be with you. Hi, Summer. <laughs> good friends from, Hi, a, lo- from a long time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So uh, she'll be sitting in the studio with me, and you will be carrying on the first hour of the show, and Dran can chime in if she has some nuggets to share. So let's start uh, with you, Summer Ingram, and uh, thank you for participating in this show as a Washington, D.C. correspondent, but also as a woman that's involved with the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation. So let's start out in the first few moments before you bring in one of your favorite guests. Let's have you spend a little bit of time telling us a little bit about Summer Ingram. Well, thank you, Kaz. It's such an honor to be here with you all. I, uh, so, uh, you know, as you know, Kaz, my university education and my positions in ministry and business provided a really good foundation for my current position. It's really interesting how every, you know, every aspect of our lives prepares us for what the next phase is. And so um, that is the case. So my technical title is National Director of Prayer and Mobilization for the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation. That's a mouthful. Um, From the day I started, which was nearly nine years ago, believe it or not, uh, my heart has really been to serve in any way that I can to advance the mission. At this point in time, I work with our team to help build and support a network of nearly 1,000 government leaders. I have the privilege of working with an incredible network of state directors who 
are really boots on the ground. They're the ones that are rallying prayer and mobilization uh, around legislative prayer caucuses in the various states. I have the, the privilege of working with some religious liberty experts here in the city and then connecting, of course, with national prayer networks and state networks. Uh, on behalf of the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation. Yes. I also get to help mobilize prayer in action through our key initiatives, coordinate capital and other events, and advance core strategic and communication efforts. So um, we stay pretty busy here. Uh, I also have the privilege of working with a legal team. Or we have an incredible legal team here that are experts in religious freedom. And we, we basically work together to help identify victims that need that additional help. And they... Pro bono will offer offer their services just to support either the legislators that are part of the network or victims uh, throughout the nation who need to know their rights, need to understand, you know, how how they can navigate the issues. Uh, And so it's really just a privilege to be a part of this team. Yes. Well, you know, one of the things that I really was drawn, I've known you for a number of years, and one of the things is I just rejoice in reading your, some of your Facebook posts because you're a person that's no nonsense. You tell it like it is, and that's why I was so drawn to Dran Reese as well. You, you, you are two ladies that I would like to have in a foxhole if there's ever any heavy fire because you are definitely <laughs> warriors, and I know you've known Summer for quite some time as well, right, haven't right. you, Dran? I have, and I'm just uh, impressed with the organization uh, yes. that they're involved with yes. and the fact that they are fighting for religious freedom. That's uh, a good uh, uh, entree to uh, bring in your friend at the right now at the end of this segment and introduce um, uh, Lee uh, about uh, what how she plays a role and is really well, your overseer in many different ways, and you guys are a good team as well. So, uh, Summer, why don't you bring in Lee, introduce her, and then we will have her here for the next few minutes of this segment. And Lee will be with us for the entire hour with you, Summer Ingram, our Washington, D.C. correspondent. Mm-hmm. So, Summer Ingram, have your way. I would be honored to introduce our next guest. Uh, Leah Carowin is the executive director of the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation. She is an executive, excuse me, executive director and co-founder. So she's really been here from the beginning. She is an incredible leader. I am going to let her give the full explanation of the mission, vision, and successes of the CPCF. But I just have to say, Kev, it's been, and, and Dran, it's been an incredible uh, privilege to work with this woman. She is what I consider a modern-day Wonder Woman, if you will. <laughs> she keeps her priorities straight. She loves the Lord with all of her heart. She keeps God first. Her family is second. No matter how busy we are, no matter who, you know, what's going on, her family is always first. Wow. Um, yet she still manages to, you know, change the world. She really is making a tremendous impact. And, and I've, I've, like I said, been privileged to work with her. And I'm excited that she's going to be on tonight. Um, her her um, credentials, she, she's, as I mentioned, the um, she's earned a bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of Washington and has a master's degree in Christian theology at Regent University. Yes. Before you go any further, before Summer, before you go any yeah. further, let's actually bring her on the air and she can go, that's right, Summer, yeah. or change this, Summer. <laughs> I just, since she's, Absolutely. since Lee, Lee's right here, why don't we just bring her on as well? And that, now you can continue your introduction. And Lee, good to have you with us as well. Oh, Thank you. Thank you so much, Kaz, Summer, Dran. It's just a privilege to be with you tonight. Okay, Summer, take it away. 
Well, great. As I, as I mentioned, um, Leah is the founder and executive director of the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, which is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization which has united, equipped, and mobilized the largest network of federal and state elected leaders committing to standing for faith and impacting the culture. Um, Leah earned her bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of Washington and a master's degree in Christian theology at Regent University. She's a diverse, results-oriented entrepreneur, consultant, and leader with 22 years of professional experience in organizational development, human capital management, and leadership development. She's an executive coach, speaker, and consultant, and serves with an adjunct business and leadership coach trainer for International Christian Coaching Association. Wow. In her role... I know, it's, honestly, and I'm not even done yet. <laughs> well, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you put a period at the end of the sentence because we're going to allow this Absolutely. to come out in the interview as well. But uh, uh, okay. why don't you uh, ask Lee uh, uh, a, a question so that we can set the stage with about a minute left in this segment. And uh, I know Dran, I, I didn't realize that Dran was friends with both of you, so she'll be good to uh, provide color commentary as well. But why don't you ask um, Lee one, uh, a question that will take us into the break in about a minute. Well, Leah, why don't you just quick, quickly give us, um, you know, a snapshot into your heart and passion around the foundation and, and what has driven you to get to this point? Quinn, oh, thank you so much. in-depth question, yeah. but... <laughs> in 45 seconds, absolutely. Well, let me, <laughs> let me just tell you this. I think in, in leading up to the core and the heart and soul of this particular two-hour segment, let me just say prayer is absolutely core. We believe this is a spiritual battle. We know God is the one who is fighting for his kingdom and for his ways in this nation, and that's where we start. Clearly, yes, we need to step up and take action. We start on our knees, then we stand up and we take action as the Lord leads us. And our particular mission that the Lord has given us, our assignment was equip and unify and ensure that the government leaders across this nation are able to take a stand and do whatever you can to help and support the ones who are willing to stand for faith. And that's what we've tried to do through the foundation. And it's been a privilege so far, and and, uh, we don't feel like we're done yet. Oh, no, you're not, Leah. You're not done at all. And uh, when I I hear all three of you, uh, how can I identify you prayer warriors uh, but you're not only a prayer warrior that shakes the heavens, you're a prayer warrior that shakes the, the earth as well because you have connections to people and the words you say and the prayers you pray impacts other people and doesn't make them want to just sit around and listen. They want to be enacted or empowered, shall I say. You know, my friend, uh, I, I guess you can tell what's going to happen on this show. You can, Holy Spirit is stirring you going, you better pay attention because you're going to hear some nuances and some insights about prayer. And if you've been praying for this nation, what you're going to hear in the remainder of this two-hour period of time is going to rattle your tree, but also give you ammo to be a powerful prayer warrior as well. So, Leah, you're going to stay with us for the remainder of this hour. And Summer, uh, thank you for being co-host. Summer, uh, I appreciate you uh, as also being a uh, contributor to this show as well. So we're going to talk more about that. And Dran, of course, you're always welcome to give your color commentary as we go. My listening friend, buckle up, because the two-hour period of time when you're going to learn about prayer has just begun, and we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And thank you very much. Yes, indeed, we are back, and we have just 
begun the discussions on the value of prayer. And my friend, uh, Scripture says to pray without ceasing. So you can tell how important it is for the Lord to have us in prayer because it's a means for us to communicate with him and for him to communicate with him and him with us. I mean, that's that's remarkable. And I have Dren Reese sitting in the studio with me, too, for the next hour. But she's friends with uh, both Lee um, Carolyn and, and my Washington, D.C. correspondent, Summer Ingram. Hey, Summer, how you doing? Doing great, Kaz. Okay, well, uh, we kind of set the stage for this whole segment, and, and I'm going to hand it over to you in a minute, but let me, let me quote a scripture to you, my friends. It's Kaz, of course, you know, I'm going to quote a scripture here and there. 1 Timothy 2, 13, the Apostle Paul, he instructs, Therefore I exhort you to uh, give thanks for all men through supplications and prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of the Lord God our Savior. The whole point that I wanted to bring there is our task to be praying for our kings and those who are in authority to us. And uh, Summer, this is one of the things that you do, and this is one of the things that Leah, Leah Carowin does as well. So I'm going to hand it over to you for the remainder of this segment, and uh, uh, we'll have you talk to Leah Carowin, a bit about uh, the vision of praying for dignitaries and kings and people in authority. Summer Ingram. Well, thank you, Kaz. As Leah mentioned, prayer has been such an important component of the CPCF, and I know she'll talk a little bit more about that, but I just want to share, it's her role as Executive Director and Co-Founder of the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation. Leah works very closely with 100 members of the Congressional Prayer Caucus, and with the growing network of uh, around 1,000 state legislators who are implementing proactive strategies to advance religious freedom, prayer, and American Judeo-Christian heritage. She's developed a strong collegial relationships with leaders in almost every sphere of faith community and has successfully engineered unified support for multiple joint national efforts. She genuinely is a woman of prayer, but also an incredible leader. So, Leah, if you would, would you please help people to understand the origins and purpose of the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation? Absolutely. Thanks, Summer. Yeah, the thing, uh, place that the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation started was with the members of Congress. Uh, members of Congress. Uh, one of our um, significant founders, Congressman Randy Forbes, began with prayer in a room called Room 219 uh, in 2005. He was felt led by the Lord to set aside a room for 30 minutes to call members of Congress to pray from both sides of the aisle. And from that prayer time where these members gathered and got on their knees and asked for the Lord to give them wisdom, they uh, formed the Congressional Prayer Caucus. They said, we need to not only pray, but we need to get up and also take action. And that Congressional Prayer Caucus was designed for the purpose of protecting the rights of everyone to pray and to encourage and advance prayer everywhere they could and protect religious freedom. And so these members, when they began to have success and realized that the power of unity that they were experiencing to combat the anti-God, anti-faith effort that was beginning to really explode across our country, uh, they realized we need to take this battle all the way across the nation. The battle is also on the front lines of the state and local levels. So that's where the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation uh, also began to do its work, is that we were formed 
separate entity, but with the same mission, we were formed to build the network across the nation. And so now with over 32 states involved, we have legislative prayer caucuses in these states. And these are state legislators who are saying we must uh, stand for faith. We must fight against the anti-faith, anti-God agenda and um, attitude that is happening across our country and ensure that faith and God, the Bible prayer has a place in shaping America's future. So it, it was started with one man. It started with prayer and it has exploded across the country. And it's really a privilege to see how these leaders are stepping up to ensure that um, that America continues to understand where our strength comes from. Summer. Yes, Leo, can you help people to understand how effective these caucuses are? For instance, the Congressional Prayer Caucus and, in God We Trust, the Capitol Visitor Center. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the Congressional Prayer Caucus, um, when the Congressional, well, for example, when the Capitol Visitor Center was created, uh, the architect of the Capitol, uh, without knowledge of any of the congressmen, actually replaced our national motto in God we trust with e pluribus unum erase and would not put in any of the uh, scriptural or or biblical references that are so prevalent all throughout our capital all throughout our 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 um, our, uh, our entire city there in Washington DC on the monuments they would they took in God we trust off the pictures they wouldn't put up the pledge of allegiance because it mentioned God or the or the um and so one of the things that our Congressional Prayer Caucus did is once that Capitol Visitor Center was opened, they absolutely insisted that they pull the, the stones out of the wall where they had put e pluribus unum and replace them with In God We Trust, which is our national motto. Hooray, hooray. Kinds of things. Yes, right. Exactly. And I could go on and on with the ways in which people were trying to erase our Judeo-Christian heritage all across our country and especially in Washington, D.C. And these congressional members stood up and said that will not happen. And they began to push back strong. And that stopped a lot of that dead in its tracks. Those are the kinds of things we encourage all of our state legislators to do across the country. And we're seeing that happen. Wow. I just got finished visiting with Summer in Washington, D.C., and Summer, I'll tell you, just by meeting with you, but not only that, but many of the other prayer warriors who are friends of yours, it gave me a great more a great deal more confidence that uh, God's in control in Washington, D.C., even though the media would refuse to let people know that. Any other thoughts, uh, Summer, that you want to have Leah share with us? And uh uh, Dran, you may have some insights as well. You, 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 all you, you three women are some of the most remarkable women because you understand what's going on in politics, but you also understand what's going on in the kingdom. So, Summer? Well, I just want to say, I mean, as Leah mentioned, these elected officials are praying together, but they're very much action-oriented. We, you've heard a little bit about how they're pushing back as frontline defenders of faith in our nation's capital and the state capitals, but Leah, will you share about Pray USA and how they're really spearheading an effort um, to get Americans to pray and also to stand for our Christian heritage. Well, yeah, and I hope this encourages people. When we put together our very first summit and brought our leaders together, our prayer caucus, our congressional members, our prayer caucus chairman across the nation, we brought them together. First of all, they wanted to meet at the Billy Graham Library. That's where they wanted to. They all flew in there because they wanted to um, meet someplace where the Spirit of God was there. I mean, that's a powerful statement in and of itself. 
Then when we were there, they said the very first action that we united action that we want to take as a network of government leaders is we want to call this nation to pray. And so they launched what is called the uh, Pray USA uh, government leaders calling the nation to pray. They, in a solemn ceremony, signed a call to prayer proclamation, all the leaders that were there. And then they went back to their legislatures and they got their peers and their colleagues to sign on these call to prayer. We have over 1,100 government leaders that have signed this call to prayer, but they didn't stop there. It wasn't just there. They said, but we must also take action around this. And so they began going into churches and standing with pastors in the pulpits, calling the church to prayer. So get this, a government leader is going into the church, asking the pastor, can I call the church to pray with you? And what, we were, what they really wanted to do was a couple of things. First of all, break the back of the lie of separation of church and state, where you somehow have to check your faith at the door if you go into government service, or you have to check your civic responsibility at the door if you're a pastor. They said, that's not the truth. And that is, and we want to just stand up together and say, that's not the truth. We all are responsible for both the kingdom of God and this kingdom here on earth. And secondly, they wanted to ensure that the, that, that the church begin to pray in new and powerful ways. So uh, we, this has been going on now for several years. We have over 150,000 people now that have signed these call to prayer documents in addition to the 1,100 government leaders. We're so grateful for their bold stand in calling the, the church to pray. <laughs> you know, Summer, I know this thrills your heart. I, now I can see why you're you're teaming up with Leah Carowin because uh, uh, she's a woman after God's own heart, as are you, and as is uh, Dran Reese here with me in the studio for the second hour. Uh, it, it is just remarkable what God is doing in, in Washington, D.C., kind of under, uh, under wraps. Uh, the media is not going to let you know of this. It reminds me of a scripture as we get ready to go into the next uh, segment in the commercial break in First Kings. Uh, remember when Elijah was uh, uh, praying, and he, it's only me, God, it's only me. Sometimes I have that feeling as well, you know, in the prayer time. But God says, don't worry, there are 7,000 others in Israel who have not bowed their knee to, knee to Baal. And uh, it's refreshing to know that, uh, that, that so many others, and among them are those that are uh, leading the uh, Congre- Cong- Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, and uh, others as well as including Salt and Light Council, uh, Dran Reese in San Diego as well. It uh, thrills my heart. I, I, I trust uh, that you are going to stay with us, Leah, uh, for a, a segment I, or two more. I'd be, I'd be happy to. Thank you, Cass. Summer, you're doing great. And uh, thrilled that you are uh, one of our uh, leaders of leaders in, in Washington, D.C., and you can report back periodically. And you've got other people. It's not, not only these three wild and crazy prayer warriors, but you've got some other people to introduce in the next segment. So I'm going to have you do that in the next segment. My listening friend, I hope you have great anticipation because God has just begun not only in the nation, but in Washington, D.C., and in San Diego, California. We're going to find out more. And all places in between as well. And oh, by the way, the world, including Israel. <laughs> We're going to find out more about those things when we come back. Don't go away. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Now, back.
back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Frame with Cass Taylor. And we're back indeed, my friends. It thrills my heart. I can't tell you how thrilling it is to be talking with uh, individuals who have this heart for prayer that really undergirds everything that God is doing, not only in the United States, but also uh, Israel and also the world. But in particular, you know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth to us here in San Diego. It's San Diego and to our East Coast friends. It may be Washington, D.C. and the East Coast and on from there. But uh, um, God wants to do stuff and it's it's, uh, bathed in a prayer. And uh, we have uh, our Washington, D.C. correspondent, Summer Ingram, co-hosting from the East Coast. And here we are. And I'm with Grand Reese from uh, uh, Salt and Light uh, Council on the West Coast. And uh, Lee Carowin is with us as well, Leah Carowin. And, uh, you know, we have other people, too. Summer... um, I know you have another person on uh, on a phone call uh, that you want to share with as well. But before we do, let's take just a little bit of business here. Uh, I think Dran made a couple quick comments that she wants to uh, kind of springboard into and have you, Summer, and uh, Leah uh, uh, extrapolate a little bit on that. And then we're going to have you uh, introduce our other guest, if that would be okay, Summer Ingram. Well, hi, Summer, and hi, Leah. I have a real quick question. You you mentioned a staggering amount of people that are involved with Pray USA, and I would love it if you could share with the listeners how they might be able to contact you. Oh, thanks, Dran. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if they want to know more about Pray USA, they can go to PrayUSA.com, and they'll see uh, the opportunities that they have there. If you're a, a pastor and you're listening, and you would love to have a host at Pray USA Spotlight Sunday, that's just a five-minute spotlight where um, we help you invite. You can either invite a government leader in, or or we can help find a government leader that would want to uh, right there in your area that would be somebody you'd like to have come in, and then. We provide all the materials and everything you need, uh, the proclamations and the short video, the, the agenda if you need it. Um, and we would love anybody, if you're part of a church, tell your pastor about it. Uh, we'd love to be able to support you. And they can go to PrayUSA.com. And if you go there, you can contact us through that website um, or you can call us directly at the office. Thank you, Leah. You know, uh, I hope, my listening friend, you're getting to see just by the sheer quantity of prayer warriors that we're bringing in to share pieces of the puzzle that you are encouraged and inspired. Summer Ingram, our Washington, D.C. correspondent, you you have many, many friends. I discovered that more and more the more I get to know you. They're all over the place, and some of them are inspirations to you as well. And uh, we have a person on the line. I want you to introduce this other person to engage in the conversation as well as you give her a brief overview of who she is and let her give some insights as well. Uh, Summer Ingram, uh, Washington, D.C. correspondent. Uh, Have your way, Summer. Well, thank you, Kaz. It is a great honor to introduce Emily Cow. She is, first of all, just an incredible woman of prayer. She's very well respected in this city, a woman of integrity. And she also happens to be the director of the Richard and Helen DeVos Center for Religion and Civil Society at the Heritage Foundation. A little about Emily, she's an attorney who has defended religious freedom for the last 14 years. She's worked on behalf of victims of religious freedom violations in East Asia, the Middle East, Europe, and South Asia at the State Department's Office of International Religious Freedom at Beckett Law. She previously worked at the United Nations, excuse me, the United Nations, and last in the Watkins. 
And we also taught international human rights law at George Mason University Law School as an adjunct law professor. She earned an A.B. degree at near Eastern Civilizations and Languages at Harvard Radcliffe College and a J.D. at Harvard Law School. She's a member of the Supreme Court Bar and the Bar Associations of California and California and the District of Columbia. Just an incredible, incredible uh, woman. Welcome, Emily. Thank you, Summer. Well, good. We, uh, Emily, if you would, you're you're on the forefront of so many battles, but one that is extremely important is the uh, is around faith-based adoption agencies. Can you help us understand and the listeners understand how faith-based adoption agencies have been under assault? Thanks, Summer. I'd be glad to. And thank you for all the work that you've done on this issue. So in America right now, there are 437,500 children in foster care. 100,000 of those are eligible for adoption. Uh, So the best thing to do right now for these kids is to get them into families. And to do that, we need as many adoption agencies as possible to be connecting them with families. But unfortunately, uh, the left has been targeting faith-based adoption agencies that place kids with a married mom and dad. Um, Since 2005, they've been trying to shut down these agencies and have succeeded in doing so in California and Massachusetts, Illinois, and now Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia as well. Summer? And can you give an can you give an example because so people understand what this looks like? And I know Philadelphia is one of the most recent and seemingly egregious situations. Will you help people to understand what transpired in in Philadelphia and why states need to pass uh, laws helping to protect faith based agencies, adoption agencies? Sure. So the left has been advancing this idea that. Um, there should be sexual orientation and gender identity provisions put into non-discrimination policies and non-discrimination laws. These laws were originally passed after the civil rights movement to protect African Americans from economic discrimination and to ensure that they had equal access to essential goods and services. But now the left is using um, these laws and inserting sexual orientation and gender identity in And the laws are being used by state and city governments to punish adoption agencies that have a policy of putting children with a married mother and a father because they believe that's best for children and not placing children with LGBT or same-sex couples. But who they're really punishing is the kids that have... um, longer waiting times for families. Now, it's important to understand that LGBT people can adopt in every single state in the United States. There's no legal prohibitions on that, and there are lots of agencies that want to work with them. So the left will often say that, you know, this is a question of access for LGBT people to adopt, but that's actually not the case at all. This is really about creating diversity, maintaining diversity in in the system so that the maximum number of agencies can serve the kids. And so you asked like specifically, in Philadelphia. yeah, exactly, about Philadelphia, sorry, there, were, there was a call for 300 additional foster families to step up in Philadelphia because the opioid crisis has increased the number of children in foster care so dramatically. There's a, there's a, a huge shortage of foster families. So shortly after Philadelphia 
put out a call for 300 additional foster families. They then um, asked Catholic Charities and Bethany Christian Services to start placing children with same-sex couples. And when those two agencies declined to do that, they were suspended by the city of Philadelphia. And now foster families who had worked with Catholic Charities have filed a lawsuit against the, against the city of Philadelphia. And so essentially they're saying either you, either faith-based adoption agencies need to comply with their, with their uh, definition of marriage or they shut down. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. They're saying that these agencies have to essentially renounce their religious beliefs about marriage and um, family, and they have to compromise on their conscience in order to continue serving children in the city. Wow. You know, these are remarkable, and I I appreciate uh, Summer bringing up some of these other aspects. We talked a little bit about government, but government also has a role in how they are involved or not involved in faith-based adoption agencies and things like that. So there's a question as we close this segment and go on into the next, and that is, how do we pray about things like this? Uh, Summer, um, Leah, any insights on this, uh, on how we could possibly be praying about this? And Emily, also, insights. We only have about a minute left in this segment. So, uh, Summer? Sure. We will definitely have some insights. Go ahead, Emily. One thing people could pray about is the legislation in Congress. So Congress has introduced the Child Welfare Provider Inclusion Act. That would protect all faith-based agencies across the country and allow them to follow their religious beliefs and continue serving children. Um, This legislation is very much needed because there are several states that have passed adoption protection laws for the faith-based agencies, but they are now being sued by um, the ACLU and by Lambda Legal, and they're trying to overturn those protections. So this um, federal legislation is really needed, so people could be praying about that. Yes. Uh, Leah Carowin? Right, absolutely. And and pray again that the judges also that are adjudicating these cases would they, they would have the fear of God and that they would <laughs> yes. judge according to the biblical mandate and the and the biblical ways in which we have been uh that we've been instructed by the creator of our families and just ask that the Lord would have mercy on us and uh, give us fair judgments, correct oh, yes. judgments. Yes, 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 summer Thank you for bringing these people to the fore. It's an interesting to, to discover who, who's here and who's kind of behind the scenes praying. And uh, Leah uh, Carowan will stay with us for the next segment. But I just wanted to thank you personally, Emily Kale, uh, director of the, the Center for Religious Freedom at Heritage Foundation, for all that you do. But God has given you a tremendous amount of wisdom to come in and not only intercede, but impact people. So, Emily, we're so honored to have you on the show and giving some insights. Hardly enough time to actually delve into all your stuff, but that just requires us to bring you back at other times. So, Emily, thank you for joining us. And, Summer, um, I know you're going to be helping with this whole hour, so we have another segment left. So I I know, in fact, I have seen some of the things you want to deal with uh, with Leah here in the the final segment coming up, talking about our Judeo-Christian heritage and the separation of uh, uh, church and state. I mean, some big, heavy questions. My listening friend, Mm -hmm. these are things that you have uh, wondered about as well, and we're going to tackle that in this last segment of this 
hour. And so, my listening friend, don't go away. Much more to come. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us here. And don't go away, my listening friend, because we've only scratched the surface. Be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. I'll tell the world. And we're back with the co-host Summer Ingram, and uh, she's helping us wade through. I mean, you, when you start thinking about all the implications of, of of prayer over so many different things going on, Dran and I were in the studio talking about this. There's a plethora of stuff for which to pray, and sometimes we it's hard for us to know, Summer, where do we go and what, what do we pray for? Before you jump into this next segment, Summer, I'm going to ask you, do you have a few websites that you can mention, and Leah may as well? Uh, have some websites, uh, Leah Carowin, uh, with the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation as well. Are there some websites that we can deal with? Because, Dran, you mentioned that sometimes there's so much stuff, it'd be nice to know how to find out more. Well, I really enjoyed that segment on adoption, and I'd like to know that legislation. So if you can help us (laughs) know a little more about that, that would be good. Yeah, so so, uh, Emily's off the line, but Summer, do you have some websites that... uh, our listeners could uh, attend to. And Leah, if you have some insights on that as well, Summer? As it relates to the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, um, the website is www.cpcfoundation.com. We also have initiatives, as Leah mentioned, prayusa.com, as well as ingodwetrust.com, and keepfaithinamerica.com. Yes. Uh, As it relates to the faith-based adoption issues and laws and so forth, Heritage Foundation is who uh, Emily works for, and they, Heritage Foundation has a number of incredible resources, articles, and so forth on these issues, and I'm sure um, they have more information on the faith-based adoption agencies as well. And Leah, one of the things that Dran said while in the studio, she said, and I think this is true, we have to be wise enough to pick our battles. We don't want to get so diluted that we're not impactful. And uh, there are some people that can carry the mantle on a number of different things. Leah, you are among them with the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation, as is Summer Ingram. And uh, Dran, you guys can carry a lot of water for a lot of different things. But uh, some of us, like me, you know, I have... A limited capacity here, so uh, I have to choose my battles. Any thoughts on that, Leah? Well, yeah, absolutely. I actually believe that the Lord uh, instills in every one of us certain passions and focuses. And as you know, some people uh, really rise up and pound the table around one or two particular issues of their life. And I, I think that's absolutely true, Kaz. We have to ask the Lord, how do you want us to get involved? And the, the worst thing we could do, though, is do nothing. Yes. And so if everybody would just do one thing, ask the Lord, what is it that you have made me to be a part of? What is it that you have given me a passion around that me that rises up and really riles me when I hear about it. <laughs> yes. That's the thing that you want to get involved with. Start praying about wow. it. Asking the Lord how you can get involved and how you can make an impact. Very good. Hey, Summer Ingram, why don't you uh, take this uh, the end of this show where you want to? We've got about five or six minutes left. So uh, where would you like to go with Leah? Well, if, if 
I could, I'd love to have her share about the importance of protecting our Judeo-Christian heritage and specifically how the marketplace of ideas can remain free for all. One of the things that we do here is advocate for uh, our Judeo-Christian principles and values to be reflected in law and policy. We believe the founders, when they said religious, religion and morality are indispensable supports of our constitutional republic. It's not forcing religion on anyone, but it's the principles that actually promote freedom. So, Leah, if you would, please share um, on the concept of how the marketplace of ideas remains free for all through Judeo-Christian principles. Great question, Summer. Yeah, thanks, Summer. Absolutely. So religious freedom, we hear a lot about this, religious freedom, religious liberty, freedom of conscience. It's absolutely core in all of our foundation. In the First Amendment, it was one of the very first freedoms that our founding fathers said had to happen. However, in recent times, we find that a lot of Americans don't even understand nor value religious freedom. In fact, they're starting to say, I don't know, I'm not sure that sexual preference doesn't sort of trump religious freedom, and they begin to misunderstand the core and the importance of it. Let me just say this. Um, that is something that every person needs to wrestle with and settle in their soul. This is something that is crucial. Religious freedom is absolutely essential. But there's a second component to that that has been lost even more regretfully and more fully in this day and age, and that is every society, every group of people comes together and agrees upon a set of values, a set of principles that they're going to live by. And the founders of this country, the people who understood what, it, what it re- is required to have a free republic, a free society, one of the first uh, uh, countries ever that was designed and created with these concepts in mind, said, we, mu- we must be a nation that laws and policies reflect Judeo-Christian values. These are the only values. These are the only principles in which a free republic can survive and thrive. And all you have to do is look around the, look around the world and you'll see that there is no other set of values in which freedom is so fully um, birthed and, and, full, and the uh, flame is uh, fanned. And so that's the thing that people have to understand. Both of those are essential, religious freedom and the insurance that our laws and policies reflect Judeo-Christian values. That's the only way we stay a free country. Wow. Summer, insights on that? Well, I agree wholeheartedly, and I want to just take that even one step further to now this this misunderstanding and misapplication of separation of church and state. We, Leah touched on it earlier, but, you know, people think it's in the Constitution or somewhere in our founding documents. It's not. As, uh, it's, it's essentially was a, a, in a, it was coined in a letter from Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptist, just, and it's been totally twisted and taken out of context and has actually put a chilling effect on the church and on pastors. Leah, can you share a little bit more about the truth of separation of church and state and what Americans need to know so that they can be fully um, utilizing their, their rights as Christians and Americans to engage in the public square? Yeah, absolutely. Good point, Summer. It's crucial that we really do understand because as people begin to believe, what we believe to be true, we do. And if you start believing that God, the Bible, prayer has no place in the public square, we basically said, God, 
prayer Bible. We don't want you in our public schools anymore. Uh, people are trying to say we don't want you in our military anymore. We don't want you in the foxholes. We don't want you in our government. We don't want you talked about in businesses. I mean, this is this is absolutely astounding and scary. And our founders and our leaders throughout all our entire history of America would be shocked and appalled if they heard us talking this way because it's so completely opposite of what they intended for our nation. They absolutely intended that we would be people of faith and that we would pray and that we would seek God first. Wow. And so we, we really do need to guard against this aggressive and intentional misapplication and really lie that has been perpetrated on the American people. Listen, we don't like being lied to. We don't like being manipulated, but that's what's happening right now. You have a group of people who are pushing and thrusting this lie out into the, out into the you know through social media through through all kinds of ways in which to try to convince people that this is true and it's absolutely not and it's devastating to our country so we need to reject that line don't let anybody tell you that uh, separation of church and state means that we do not that that we that God does not belong in the belong in the culture instead you need to remind them that no Separation of church and state means that we need to protect That's right. the church and God and faith from the state. Wow. That's what it really means. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Uh, this is Summer Ingram. I'm going to let you, uh, in the minute we have left in this segment, this hour went quickly, didn't it? Uh, Summer Ingram, our Washington, uh, D.C. correspondent, and also uh, with uh, Leah Carowan uh, with the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation. Remind us again, Summer, where we go to find out more about these things. And boy, what an honor to have you uh, wonderful women on this segment, this one-hour segment. So lay it on us, Summer Ingram. Well, again, for those that want to learn more about the foundation, they can go to cpcfoundation.com, the Pray USA initiative that that Leah shared about, prayusa.com. We have an In God We Trust initiative as well, which is um, InGodWeTrust.com. And then there's another exciting initiative that's all around helping to keep faith in America that is KeepFaithInAmerica.com. Wow. And my listening friend, you, you know, you can actually go to the uh, Congressional Prayer uh, Caucus Foundation, and it's kind of like uh, um, different water fountains throughout there that you can find out information that you need to, to, to discover. And uh, we just pray, my listening friend, that you take the step of uh, making a stand, making the godly stand, wherever Holy Spirit tells you to go. So I'll, I'll tell you what, Leah uh, Carowan, thank you for joining us. And uh, Summer Ingram, excellent job on your first task of being our Washington, D.C. correspondent. It's always wonderful to have you, Summer. You're a woman after God's own heart. So uh, thank you for joining us on this segment. Uh, We'd love to have you guys back periodically. And Summer, of course, you, because when you have insights, we want to hear about them uh, as well. So we're about ready to wrap up this segment and begin our next hour where Dran Reese of uh, Salt and Light Council is going to join us. Maybe um, put some periods on some uh, uh, ellipsis that you've had in this first hour, and uh, we'll launch into other things as well. So, Summer, I want to thank you, and Leah, thank you very much for joining us in this one hour. And I want to say that, too. Thank you all. Yes, Leah and Summer, great job. You set me up perfectly for the next hour. (laughs) That was the strategy. (laughs) Summer, any very quick thoughts? (laughs) 
No, this has really been a lot of fun. I appreciate Emily and Leah taking time to be on. And again, Kaz, thank you for the opportunity. And Duran, always great to connect. Excited to hear what you have to say in the next hour. (laughs) And that was a nice segue, and we'll be right back. Good job, Summer. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. God loves San Diego. This is AM 1210 K-Praise. KPRZ San Marcos Poway. A service of Salem Media Group. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're back again for the second hour, and we're going to feature Dran Reese of the Assault and Light Council. She heads... uh, uh, up an organization that really is literally on the front lines of a lot of things that are going on. And as you've heard through the first segment, there's a lot of stuff that needs prayer focus. And that these women, not only in the first hour, but Dran as well, know how to identify things and identify the things that are vital, vital. I mean, there's vital and there's vital, vital, and there's vital, 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 vital. She knows how to categorize these things and knows how to attack them. Dran, I'm excited about this segment and uh, having you share. But before we get into that, will you bear with me for just a moment? Sure. I want to tell my listening friend that uh, before we go forward, um, my name's Kaz Taylor, and this show is called Come Together San Diego, and the whole purpose behind this show is to illustrate God's unity in the body of Christ in San Diego County, and we bring on guests within San Diego County and beyond, and the whole intent is to show how God is intervening in the hearts and lives of his servants who desire to hear his voice and move forward because God is preparing his kingdom and he's calling on you, my listening friend, and you can participate in that. And we want to participate with you on come together, San Diego, five to 7 PM on Saturdays, AM 1210 K praise. So Dran, tell me a little bit about who you are and why we're sitting here and what you want to share with our listening people in San Diego County and beyond. Dran Reese. Well, thank you so much, Kaz. Well, first of all, thank you for your first two guests, Leah Carowin and Summer Ingram, because yes. they set me up perfectly for this hour. <laughs> That's what because, we told them to do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's amazing because what their organization and their ministry represents is very is similar. We have synergy because our elected officials, these are the ones that write the laws, rewrite the laws and redefine our country. And so we have to be praying for our elected officials. We have to be on the front lines with them, and we have to be electing people to office. Now, what our ministry does, the Salt and Light Council, is to be exactly that, the salt of the earth, to sprinkle our culture with the flavor of the Lord Jesus Christ. But also, sometimes it stings a little bit when you hear the truth, and then to be the light of the world, and that is to expose evil. Uh, and to shine the light and uh, have these illuminated moments in your life when you have those aha moments when you've uh, suddenly learned something that you didn't know before. So with the Salt and Light Council, what we do is we set up biblical citizenship ministries in churches nationwide uh, so that the church will have an on-site ministry where they're taking action on the issues and legislation and, and so many of these things that your guests in the first hour we're yes. talking about. You know, one of the things that I that, that strikes me is there's so much stuff, and you have to really understand uh, where to go but you, uh, and what to do, but you need to have somebody to help point you in the right directions sometimes, and that's one. I, I know one of your heart cries is to help people understand where to go and where to find information, because when you're equipped, 
You can be powerful. But one of the things that we find out when we're, we, we, we're, we're woefully uh, un, un, uh, unarmed, so to speak, to be able to at- attend to these things, and your heart cry is to help inform us on where to go and what to discover and how to apply that. Right, and and frankly, we don't have to do any of the work because there are so many organizations yes. out there that already parse this information for us. There's watchmen on the walls that are in our legislatures looking at all the issues and then bringing them to us here at the Salt and Light Council and other organizations. But what we do is with this is we synthesize it. So the church can be not just one issue. They can take care they can have one ministry called the Salt and Light Biblical Citizenship Ministry that can in this one ministry do pretty much all of the issues that are happening in the culture. We're watching the legislative bills, such as AB 2943 here in California. So we're speaking up on that one. They're trying to silence even now the churches from being able to have a voice uh, on uh, sexual orientation. And there's, We spoke about that in the first hour, in fact. Right, right. The religious freedom. In addition to uh, adoption could be an issue in a church. Human trafficking could be an issue. Uh, there are so many issues out there, but... A lot of these single-issue ministries don't have representation in a church, but with a salt and light ministry, they can find representation. Yes, I guess this is a good point for you to tell people how they can find out more about salt and light uh, councils. And by it's kind of like uh, it, the head, uh, the 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 head of the funnel, where you can find all the stuff and you can identify something that really is your calling or your your focus, and you can launch out from there. How how do people find out more by going to your website? Sure. Our website is saltandlightcouncil.org. Council is C-O-U-N-C-I-L.org, saltandlightcouncil.org. Uh, one of the most amazing things about our ministry is the is what our ministries are able to accomplish. And I brought an entire list of things that I could talk about. I know sure. we don't have time, but they're, they're, they're getting involved in elections. They're writing their postcards. They're doing biblical worldview training. They're running for office. We've had many people who have run for local city council offices, school boards, assembly members. Uh, they're uh, going out and working the election polls as poll observers and they're getting people registered to vote, and they're getting people out to vote. Because yes. if we don't get out to vote, what good is is our uh, action, our citizenry in this culture? Yes. We are called as Christians to get out there and vote and to use our voice. Yes, and you know, I know that you've kind of stacked the deck a little bit here for the remainder of the show because you have some specific people you want to talk to and talk about because they have insights that are going to help identify uh, some of the needs that are out there and help people understand where to go and know what to find out. And some of the topics that, you, that we're going to deal with in here, uh, there's some uh, venues that are coming to pass uh, in later in June called uh, the Content of Character series, which is actually helping to identify many in the in the Black community uh, and and how God has empowering them to be able to uh, speak forth the truth and not be uh, um, kind of under the thumb of what preconceived notions are the way they should be, but to think clearly and uh, before the Lord. We'll talk a little bit about that. And I know everybody's thinking about uh, elections and primaries and things like that. So um, we'll deal with those things in the next segments. And I know you have some people you want to introduce. So my listening friend, don't go away because Dran Reese of uh, Salt and Light Council has only just begun, haven't you? I have only (laughs) begun. (laughs) So don't go away, my listening friend. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 Cape Race. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor 
on AM 1210, K-Praise. Hey, Dran Reese, thank you for joining me, Salt and Light Council. You know, we spend a lot of time uh, either talking about or illustrating, trying to illustrate to what godly character looks like. And if you don't have the godly carrier, uh, character, all the other things kind of fall to the ground quickly, don't they? Right. You know, one of the things that I do when I teach about this, there's a, there's a progress in establishing character, and I use the phraseology as this, a thought, the decision, the action, the habit, and then the character is formed as you establish those habits. For example, thought, decision, action, habit leads to character. Mm. And if you leave any of those things out, then your character is faulty and Mm. cannot suffer the test of time and trials. Mm. And what God wants to do is he wants to build build character in all of his saints so that we can apply that character and he can apply that character through us to do the. We've got some pretty amazing things to do, don't Mm. we, Dren? We do. We do. (laughs) And that that brings me to the topic I wanted you to to discuss a little bit more for our listeners, and that is there's an uh, upcoming event called the uh, contents of character series that's going to recognize men and women who have actually displayed this godly character. When I looked at your list, I go, I know a lot of these people, and indeed they do have the godly character. But I want you now to introduce someone who can give us more insights from a, maybe a different perspective, Dren Reese of, of Salt and Light Council. Sure. Well, one of the initiatives of the Salt and Light Council is the content of character series, and it's based on Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King when he said, one day my four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. So I met two wonderful black pastors in my travels with Salt and Light Council, and for two years we sat together once a week to work on educational programs, one on black history and the other one on how the black community is being used as pawns of change. As a result of that, the content of Character Series was born. My next guest, Lonnie Poindexter, is an amazing man. I met him many years ago at a black conservative caucus there in Washington, D.C. He's stationed out of Washington, D.C., and he works with Urban Communications. He is a radio talk show host himself, and he emcees all of our events. And Lonnie is amazing, and I cannot wait to talk to Lonnie and introduce you to San Diego, our my hometown. Lonnie, are you there? Yes, I am, Dran. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and thank you, Kath, as well. Pleasure. Well, Lonnie, I want you to just tell our listeners here in San Diego for our upcoming event where they can go. Well, first of all, they can find out about the event at contentofcharacterseries.com and then look at the San Diego uh, uh, event, contentofcharacterseries.com, San Diego. Lonnie, would you give our listeners a brief overview of what our event is all about? Sure. Um, our event is really, it was constructed as a regional series. It takes place across the country to inform and remind um, the African-American community of our rich history in conservative values, traditional conservative values. Now, me growing up in Southern California in a community that espoused those values, that community would not call themselves conservatives. I was raised by two Kennedy-era Democrats. My parents were very conservative, as was the community that I grew up in. And as I'm sure you both know, that that term has been commandeered by the left to mean something completely different today. Um, but basically, to remind the African-American community across the nation of the history of our true values by telling our true history. And once that history is laid out and they're able to see it in black and white, um, excuse the pun, um, then able to 
aggregate together and uh, mobilize to be able to change America and write this ship called America. Wow. And Lonnie, uh, I, I tell you, I was just in Washington, D.C., and the miscommunication is rife in all of America, in Washington, D.C. as well. My black brothers and sisters um, are beginning to realize a, a nuance that the media have tried to keep hidden from them, and it has a lot to do with God and godly character. You want to speak a little bit more about that as we set the stage for this content of character series, Lonnie? Yes, what's, what's happening here in the swamp, and the, the name is Ab, <laughs> I keep my waiters in the closet, um, is the history's been the um, revised history, and what they look, what they've done, and I say kind of effectively, is align our plight as Black Americans with the plight of, let's say, the radical homosexual community, the plight of radical Islam, the plight of all these other, the transgender community, and so forth with um, the plight of the cost of black Americans in America in terms of as a race fit to uh, racism. And there is no parallel between the two, but that's what they've effectively done. And so what we need to do is be able to tell effectively the true history um, that's based upon godly principles from us who happen to have the darker paint job. And then that will, in my opinion, uh, allow that same community to be able to make proper choices when they go into the voting booth come November. Lonnie, uh, this is Dran. Thank you again for uh, that brief overview. I, I want to share with our listeners, again, that's Content of Character Series, series.com. The San Diego event is June 23rd. It's all day. But I want to tell our listeners about a couple of other speakers we're going to have. We're going to be having Jonathan Alexander. He's the Senior Counsel for Liberty Council, and he's going to be talking about the party platforms of the Democrat and the Republican Party platforms and how they line up scripturally and biblically, because that's what our event is about. It's about all of us aligning our values with uh, with uh, with the Bible. I mean, that's a who are the Word of God. That's who we are. We're Christians, uh, and to become Christocrats. And we're going to be giving an award, the Hero of the Faith Award, to our own San Diego Bishop George McKinney. He's one of my favorite people. I've interviewed him before, and we've been friends for over thirty years. This uh, Bishop McKinney, and he certainly deserves this. He and, does. And Lonnie, I know one of the things in your heart cry is to help identify the people who have, you know, it's been a tough slodge sometimes mm-hmm. in the midst of all the uh, media saying, oh boy, you're a, a, you know, you're a bigot regardless of your skin color. So you've, you've fought the good fight and it's, isn't it good to see that God is stirring other people as well? It certainly is. And um, I'm excited because momentum is building across the country whenever we've um, um, talked to ministries or organizations across the nation about um, these types of events. We've got nothing but positive feedback. And so, in fact, tomorrow morning I'll be up in Philadelphia talking to some pastors up there about hosting an event there in Philadelphia. Um, And so it's beginning to really catch fire. Well, yes, and we're by the end of one year we will have done six events, Kansas City, Omaha, Orlando, Erie, Pennsylvania, Tupelo, Mississippi, and San Diego. It's crazy. We are on fire. The content of Character Series is really amazing, and I really hope that everyone will come out to this event because you're going to have your your uh, you're going to either be affirmed in your values or you're going to have a stone put in your shoe and you're going to go out out there scratching your head and enjoying the fact that you've learned something new and you had that light bulb moment aha you just learned something new Lonnie imagine I'm I'm starting to feel it in my heart as well when uh, America the faith based America awakens uh, the church is going to take a different uh, is going to look differently but uh, the impact is going to be 
insurmountable from the bad guys and uh, media who are trying to distort things. Don't you agree? I certainly agree. And and we begin to understand who the real bad guys are. I think that's what will be positive change. Yes. And uh, Lonnie, I really appreciate you being here with us. Uh, You are invaluable to the content of character series. And Lonnie will be our MC, and you'll get a chance to meet him. He's with American Family Association as well. And Lonnie, um, I just want to mention also a couple of other speakers we're going to be having. We're going to be talking about biblical entrepreneurship as well. And we're very excited about that. Plus, uh, Dr. Charles Wares, he's from Crossroads Bible College in Indiana, and he's going to be, he wrote a book called One Race, One Blood. We're all Ooh. one race. Isn't that amazing? We're one allele away. And then we're also going to have Dumasani Washington from uh, Kufi, Christians United for Israel, who's going to talk about how, uh, the black, how the Muslims are coming into the black communities trying to convert them. Yes away from Israel, and to become Muslim Brotherhoods. It's going to be a very exciting time. Lonnie, do you have one final word that you'd like to say? Yes, because you're, you're a radio guy. You know that there's a commercial break just waiting to jump on in. So why don't you, uh, why, why don't you give us your, your inspira- inspirational perspective here as we get ready to, to launch into one of those things called commercial breaks. Lonnie Poindexter. <laughs> Go for it, brother. Looking forward to seeing everyone there on the 23rd um, down in beautiful San Diego. And um, I look forward to I'm originally a Southern California boy, so that's not too far from where I grew up in um, the Los Angeles area. It's going to be a wonderful event. Please um, look to connect and reach out to us. And, and also catch me Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at UrbanFamilyTalk.com for my show, Lion Chasers with Lonnie Poindexter. Wow, it's great to hear from you, Lonnie Poindexter. Good to have you with us. And by the way, my friend, the content of Character Series, uh, the uh, locations and dates um, in San Diego is June 23rd. And further information, there's uh, July 28th, there's uh, Orlando, Florida, and you've got um, Tupelo uh, and Michigan as well. Mississippi. And then uh, Erie, uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. They're Mm -hmm. all over the place, and they can go to your website again. Contentofcharacterseries.com. Okay, well, we're just warming up, my listening friend. Uh, Lonnie was great to give a, a whole different perspective on how you should see things from a God's perspective instead of a media perspective. And we're going to talk more about this content of character series and other things when we come back. Isn't that right? Oh, you bet. Thank you, uh, my friend. We, we've got some great things going on, and Dran Reese of Salt and Light Council stays with us for the remainder of the show. So do not go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Yes, indeed we are back and uh, not only Kaz Taylor back, but also co-host Dran Reese, the founder of Salt and Light Council, San Diego and the world. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> you, you, you've got. We're talking about the uh, um, the content of character series, and you've got a number of people you want to share uh, with us so that they can share about the series, but also some uh, insights about things related to the series. Take yes. it away, Dren. Yes, thank you, Kaz, so much. I want to introduce our next guest. This is Pastor Stephen Broden. Pastor Stephen Broden, he was actually a former Republican political candidate for the State House in Texas, the 30th, 30th Congressional District, 
and he also um, is the um, uh, founder and president of Protect Life and Marriage in Texas. I don't want to talk too much more about Pastor Broden or any of our speakers because you can find their bio on our website at contentofcharacterseries.com. And again, look up San Diego and you'll see all of the speakers that you're hearing from today on that website. And our event is June 23rd, Saturday. And I want all of you out there to buy a ticket, sponsor a table, get a table, um, maybe give back a few tickets so that we can share those in the community. This is going to be a riveting event. It's going to be an aha moment for a lot of people. We want black, white, all cultural groups to attend. But Pastor Broden is um, one of my fan favorites because he is so brilliant. Uh, And I met him in Kansas City, where we were both speakers at an event there. And once I heard what he had to say, I said, Pastor Broden, can we get that into an educational program? So Pastor Broden is one of our speakers. His topic is Ponds of Change, and I'd like to introduce him now to all of the listeners here in San Diego. So Pastor Broden. (laughs) Good to have you, Pastor. Pastor Broden, uh, this is Kaz Taylor. He's one of the San Diego's favorite co-hosts. Uh, <laughs> well, you're now a co-host. <laughs> but uh, Pastor Broden, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about what you're going to be speaking about at the Content of Character series? Well, it's uh, a privilege to be with you guys today and have an opportunity to share with you, uh, I believe, uh, some ideas that would help us uh, as a community and as a nation address issues of um, significance as it relates to where we are as a nation, some of the issues that are confronting our nation. Uh, We are a nation divided right now. There's a lot of tension in our culture. Uh, We are polarized around ideas and political parties, and it's evidencing itself through the kind of, of, uh, I guess, confrontation that's happening in our culture with uh, what is called the Antifa, uh, anti-fascist uh, groups, and then we have um, Black Lives Matter, and then on one side you have the conservatives and the so-called, quote-unquote, alt-right. We're a nation that's divided. And uh, that division is happening not by accident, but it's, I think it's, it's because we are confronted with some ideas or philosophies that, that we need to process understand them, and juxtapose them, if you will, to the founding principles that undergird who we are as a nation. Who are we as a nation? Those ideas, I think, have been captured in our Declaration of Independence and and harnessed and fleshed out in the Constitution. Uh, We as a nation have sort of turned away from those principles, and we find ourselves wrestling in the public square as to what ideas of what philosophies are going to govern our nation at this time. And on one side, we have what is called the progressive liberals who are pushing an ideology that's different from the Constitution. And uh, on the other side, we have patriots and constitutionalists who are fighting for us to maintain our Constitution as it was written. Pastor Broden, uh, quick question about uh, political correctness. Because one of the areas that you do touch on is the redefinition of so many words and what the progressives uh, have been using as this false narrative on conservatives. Can you speak to that a little bit? Well, that's a great question, Pastor. Excited to hear what you have to say. Can you hear that? Public square. 
Pastor yeah, Broden. You're fine. Can you hear me? Okay, thank Uh-oh. you. Pastor Broden, go ahead. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. We can now. Okay. I, uh, yeah, part of the conflict that's playing out in the public square right now is this, this um, political correctness, which is muting uh, many of our voices in the public square, and it dominates uh, the ideas that are happening within the context of our culture. And political correctness is uh, being pushed as an, uh, an idea of tolerance, multiculturalism. And much of that is challenging our traditional family values. It's, tr- it's challenging uh, some of the founding principles and concepts that made us a, a powerful nation, one of the most successful nations on the planet Earth. And those ideas are being challenged now by this concept of political correctness. And what political correctness has done, in many instances, it has uh, challenged uh, the traditional values to be muted and silent in the face of their ideas as to what they believe is right and what they believe is is uh, appropriate for our culture. And in many instances, what happens is that those ideas contradict values that many of us in a Christian nation, the Judeo-Christian ethic, that really undergirds who we are as a nation, is being challenged. Wow. Um, what was once right is now wrong. And what is once wrong is now right in our culture. And this is happening, and many of us are just absolutely shocked at how quickly we have abandoned our ethics and the, and the values, biblical values, to the embracement of these ideas. For example, same-sex marriage. Now, that was unheard of when my parents were growing up and their, and their parents were growing up. It was unheard of. But now it is legal. It's been codified into our nation. Uh, gender confusion, or what they call gender neutrality, where there is this idea that I am what I want to be. If I want to be a man and I happen to be a woman, I'll be a man. Those ideas are in the public square, and they've gone unchallenged because political correctness has threatened us that if we open our mouths and challenge it, we're called names. We're either homophobic, we're misogynistic, or we're racist, or we're uh, dinosaurs, and other kinds of names that they disparage us with that oftentimes quiet us and keeps us from challenging these ideas. Pastor, Pastor so Stephen Broden, let me, let me jump in here and ask a, a pointed questions to, to bring this to the, the head. You're exactly right. Now, the question that I have in a, in a short period of time here, because we have a limited time, but the, the question is, how do we circumvent that? What kind of stand do we need to make to uh, go against all these false claims that go against uh, Judeo-Christian values and against moral morality. Uh, what what do we do? What do we say? What what's your recommendation as a man of God? Well, I think there's there's two things that, that need to happen. First of all, I, I think we need to be educated. We need to recognize what it is that we're up against. Uh, I believe it was Thomas Jefferson that says uh, an educated citizenry is a vital requisite for our survival as a free people. That is, we've got to be educated. We've got to know what's going on. So information, education, and activation is absolutely in order here. The church needs to be informed as to what's going on in our culture, educated as to why it's happening to us, and then out of education and information, we activate ourselves. 
And as we activate ourselves, we activate based upon biblical principles. We speak truth to power as salt and light agents of the kingdom of God. We represent the divine perspective in the public square. What does the Bible say about marriage? What does the Bible say about gender neutrality? What does the Bible say about abortion? What does the Bible say about embryonic stem cell research and selling dead baby parts in the public square? And we bring that alternative into the public square and we speak boldly the truth of what God has to say instead of being muted and quiet and running and hiding in our churches under the pulpits. Well, folks. Stepping into the public square and and challenging these ideas and resisting these ideas in the public square. Right now, there's no resistance. Well, folks, you have heard it from the man himself, Pastor Stephen Broden, and you're going to get more of that at the content of characterseries.com. I really hope you can join us. Pastor Broden is amazing, and he will have you sitting on the edge of your seat. And by the time he's, you're, he's done with you, you're going to be jumping up on the tables. So I hope that you'll join us June 23rd for the content of characterseries.com. Boy, Pastor Broden, I tell you, this topic, these topics are, are vitally needed for uh, the church in the United States of America to take her rightful place because we have uh, subjugated our role for many, many years, maybe even decades or maybe even centuries. And it's time for us to be aware of what our calling is, what the truth is. And as you say, I'm paraphrasing from you, but uh, come boldly with the truth, know the truth and speak the truth and don't let uh, lies uh, circumvent your zeal for God. Uh, we have about 30 seconds left in this segment. Uh, give an encouraging word to our listening friends to say hope is not lost. In fact, it's the other way around. Pastor Broden? Absolutely. As long as we're here, we have an opportunity to change things in America. I think that opportunity is now. And I would simply say to your listeners, come join us at Content of Character Series. And we'll be there on June the 23rd in San Diego. Come to the ramparts. Help us push back against uh, the slow, incremental influence of the progressive movement in America. And the way to do that is to be informed, educated, and then activated. Very good. Thank you, Pastor Broden. I always enjoy hearing from him. And folks, you're going to get a great taste of Pastor Broden, Alani Poindexter, and all of our speakers covering a multitude of subjects that are important not only for the black community, uh, to hear the truth, real truth, and nothing but the truth. It's exciting, and I hope you join us. Thank you, Pastor Broden. You know, we've been hearing a lot of spiritual heavyweights in this past few moments here in this show, and we hope that you're beginning to comprehend that it's not a lost battle. In fact, the enemy would say it's a lost battle, but we are so close to being victorious, and it just takes us to just be obedient, hear his voice. The Scripture says he's not going to give you anything beyond the, what you're able to bear, but will, within the temptation, provide a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So victory is in our very uh, grasp. All we have to do is realize we're on the good side, the God side, and uh, God will take it from here. Dren, I know there's some more things that we're going to discuss in the remaining segment, and uh, uh, so we don't want to spend much time uh, um, just chatting. We want to get down to the uh, to the uh, brass tacks, if you will, my listening friend. Pardon, pardon the colloquialism. I apologize. You're supposed to use original words, but I'm I'm speechless. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back, and you're going to love this last segment. It's all going to begin to make sense in a greater way than you've ever imagined. So do not go away. We'll be right back. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And thank you very much. We're with uh, Dran Reese, uh, Salt and Light uh, Council. Many things to share in this last segment. We're going to talk a bit about uh, further information about the uh, content of character series, but we also need to spend a little bit of time for an election that's coming up really soon, don't, don't, aren't we? Uh, the primary is June 5th, <laughs> next Tuesday. Yeah, and you have some insights on that, too, yes. so we don't want to neglect that as well. But right now, I want to have you introduce a person who's becoming a, a very quick friend of mine, uh, a man whom I met uh, at a, a golf tournament uh, sponsored by um, KPRZ, uh, the Pastors Masters Golf Tournament, and I could tell he was a man of God, not only in his golf swing, <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing with him right now, but also in his character. So why don't you introduce our next guest? Uh, I, I bet your golf game, Pastor Hodges, how is it? This is good. Oh, good. (laughs) All right. Well, before I introduce Pastor Dennis Hodges, I just do want to tell you that, um, just tell you a little bit about him. I actually met him at my home. He came to my house for an event that was to celebrate a birthday party for a Holocaust victim, uh, a Holocaust survivor who was turning 80 years old. It was an amazing event. And that, uh, that Holocaust survivor has since accepted the Lord Jesus as his Lord and Savior, uh, but that's where I met Pastor Hodges, and yes. you know, we had the best time. We laughed our heads off all night long, and as a result of that evening, Pastor Hodges and I bonded on the content of Character Series, the event coming to San yes. Diego, and he agreed to become our lead host pastor. And before I intru- give the mic to you, Pastor Hodges, I want to say that through his leadership, he has brought in Pastor Ray Smith of the United Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, Dr. G.A. Williams, pastor of Greater Victory Church, Archie Robinson of New Birth Kingdom Covenant, and Pastor Roland Slade of Meridian Baptist Church. So we have an amazing team of local host pastors. And some of these people are just dear friends of mine as well. And so when I I met uh, Pastor Dennis Hodges, I I, I was blown away. He's the pastor of the Church of uh, Yeshua Hamashiach. Yes, Pastor Hodges, tell me why you are involved with the content of Character Series. Well, I'm, I'm involved, Dran and Cass. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing to talk to you again, my brother. It was real good Thank seeing you, you when, when uh, Mark Biltz was in town. Yes. Uh, I, I'm involved because I want to promote uh, the Word of God to our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people who uh, say they believe in God, but their audio does not match their video, and if we can, and if we can drive the word of God in uh, every 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 chance that we can, if we can drive it home uh, for whatever venue, whatever avenue we can drive it, that's where I am. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of families uh, have have been disrupted and been um, discombobulated by Hasatan, the enemy, the devil. And, of course, we know that he's behind uh, everything that causes confusion. Because when you look at the word shalom, it's uh, uh, destroying uh, uh, authority of corruption and chaos. Uh, just destroy, we, we, so so, so we, I'm trying to do my part in destroying chaos in the community. And so this is a good uh, 
avenue of doing that by promoting the word of God and 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 showing uh, that we that we can come black, white, Asian, Hispanic. We can come together to unify, uh, to 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 reconcile and to bring to build relationships. Yes, you, you know, know, you know, Pastor. When I when I saw you uh, not long ago, you were a man that was bringing community together. I've seen that uh, in you, and I think uh, your involvement with the content of Character Series is exactly right, Dren. Pastor Hodges, you know, part of the reason for bringing this event to San Diego is also to get to know the community. Will you tell the listeners a little bit about what issues impact the black community the most? And I'm, I'm sorry to throw this uh, 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 restraint on you here, but we just have a brief period of time. We want to spend a little bit of time talking about the elections as well. So in your best uh, elevator voice, lay it on us, Pastor. <laughs> well, well. First of all, unity. We we need yes. to come together as a as a church, as a body of believers together, and and forget about the doctrine, forget about uh, uh, what 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 uh, nationality one is. We need to come together to unify. Uh, that's that's one of the main problems. Uh, and then we want to talk about the injustices. You know, we don't we don't want to deal with double standards. You know, there's been a lot of double standards. Uh, from uh, just just in the world period, so in our community uh, there's uh, there, there's issues. You know, I, I serve on the uh, Citizens Advisory Board uh, with Police and Community Relations, uh, and when I we meet once a month, and when I hear uh, some of the things that are going on in some of these different neighborhoods, uh, I, you know, it, it, it kind of Take, takes your your eyebrow up and say, "Wow, <laughs> this is going this is going on over here, but it's not going on over here." Yes, you know. So, so we want to we want to make sure that at the foot of the cross, the ground is level. Wow, uh, Pastor, that's exactly right. At the foot of the cross, and uh, you know, we we people in, even in the faith can have reasons for disagreement in many things. But as you go to the foot of the cross, you're going to find so many other common denominators. And when we discover the content of character series and the people that have this character that goes beyond. Uh, doctrinal things and goes straight to the foot of the cross. Uh, it brings people together, doesn't it? And, you know, uh, uh, Dran, I know we, we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about elections. So, Pastor Dennis Hodges, uh, thank you very much for joining us. I think you and I uh, have a, a schedule where we're going to spend a whole hour together in the future. Yeah, I believe that's <laughs> August fifteenth, uh, August eleventh. Yes, so that, that's Saturday. That's Saturday. So we're excited to have you back then. You can. Um, we'll have a little bit more time to 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 give insights that you carry with you uh, every day. So, uh, pa- pa- Pastor Dennis Hodges, thanks for joining us, Dren. And if you are in his neighborhood, you've got to attend the Church of Yeshua Hamashiach. I went there, and they dance and they oh, sing, and I had the best time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dennis Hodges. We appreciate. Appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk again soon. Dran, I know you want to talk a little bit about primaries. So in the couple minutes that we have left, what can you tell our listening friends to encourage them not only to get out and vote, but vote as an educated person? Exactly. Well, we have a website for your listening audience where they can go and find out how to vote biblically. We all want to know the answers right now. It's coming up in a couple of days. Who to vote for, what issues, what are the propositions, and you probably are still wondering, who do I vote for? Exactly. Well, what you can do is you can go to saltandlightcouncil.org, council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L, dot org, go to the elections 
and voting tools icon that you see on the homepage. Yeah. And then just look at contrast and compare. That's right. The first uh, row of California resources there, you can just open up each one. You can look up your district, find out who to vote for, or who the recommendations are. Yes. And these have all been parsed by amazing groups from, uh, from Craig Huey Election Forum to uh, our family voter guide, which we have the family voter guide locally and vote conservatively and uh, Frank Kaser, Christian uh, yes. on the propositions. It's great. Go to yes. get vote. Bottom line, vote. vote. That's right. And do, and do some due diligence. It doesn't take long, long with the internet and things like that. If you go to the right places to find it out, you can actually be very educated when you vote yes or no or a person's name. Right. And I don't want to hear anybody complaining if you don't like our government and you didn't, you didn't bother vote. to go out and vote. Oh, come on. That's right. Grand <laughs> Reese, thank you. Uh, Salt and Light uh, Council founder. Uh, what a pleasure to have you. And you know, just this proves that we need to have you back time and time again to share insights on that. Wow, 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 Dran. We've covered a lot of ground in this two-hour show. My listening friend, I hope this has been a program of encouragement and not discouragement with you, because not only that, God has given you uh, wisdom. He's given you opportunities. He's given you friends. He's given you websites. And speaking of that, what's the website again, Dran Reese? saltandlightcouncil.org for voting and election tools, and then the content of characterseries.com for the upcoming event. My listening friend, uh, it's it's always a pleasure sharing God's truths with you and help you get the ammo to know that you can do some things wisely and uh, make a difference. So uh, Come Together San Diego uh, is pleased to be able to offer these kind of people with you, and uh, we're thrilled and Hardly wait to share with you what God's going to stir for next uh, week as well on Come Together San Diego. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on AM 1210 k Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>